life and it's hello and welcome into the what's up peoria podcast i am your host nathaniel washburn back with another episode for you so you know what is going on here in our wonderful city of peoria we are coming to you from amplify studio right here in our main library that is located in old town peoria and i'm excited to be back to talk to you about what is happening what is going on around uh, our city we have a lot happening and i'm also excited because we are joined in studio by Connie with Connie Moore, who is the owner of Honey Hive Farms. And Honey Hive Farms is, you guessed it, a honey producing farm. I'm really excited because Connie's here to talk to us about Honey Hive Farms. And Jill Thompson's back in studio with us to talk about the importance of having a business and having a connection to the city and to the libraries here. So, Connie, how are you doing this morning? I'm well. Thank you for uh, inviting me to uh, join the podcast. And Jill, how are you this morning? I'm great. Thank you for having us. I'm very excited that you are both here to talk about one of my favorite things in life, which is honey. Uh, I drink a lot of tea, so I use a lot of honey in my tea. Um, And really, like I said, the importance of small business and the connection between our libraries and small business. So we will come back to Connie and Jill and just a second. But before we do that, I want to remind everybody that uh, we have an email now, and that is whatsuppeoria at peoriaaz.gov. You can email into the show with show ideas, questions. If you have questions for any of our guests, you can email in and we will get you information. Or if you have show ideas or if there's somebody you want to hear from, let me know because I can always try to get them on the show as well. Also, uh, I want to remind everybody you can pick this podcast up at Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Radio, Pandora, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. So make sure that you are downloading us, following us so that you are the first to hear the new information that comes out every Friday. And as always, you can pick it up on the library's website as well. So, and I want to thank all of you that continue to tune in every single week. Um, Appreciate you. And and hopefully you are getting good information and email us and let us know what you think. Uh, All right. So moving on to the events that are happening here over the next few weeks. Um, And we have a lot going on in November, starting with our second Saturdays, uh, which our first one coming up is, uh, well, the first one was in October. The next one, excuse me, is November 11th. So our uh, second Saturdays continues on Saturday, November 11th from five to nine. And uh, these all happen in Old Town Peoria. Uh, there's tons of music, there is arts uh, going on, there's great food out there, so it's a great time to come on out, hang out in Old Town Peoria, always something fun to do at Second Saturday, so make sure you get out there November 11th from 5 to 9. Also happening on November 11th, in the morning, we are celebrating our annual Veterans Day ceremony, and that's over at Rio Vista Uh, Recreation Center out there in the John McCain Plaza. Uh, This is always a wonderful event. It's a chance to pay our respects to those veterans. So this ceremony will be happening over at Rio Vista, November 11th at 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, Also happening, uh, now this is a little ways off, but I want to remind everybody, get it on your calendars now. Saturday, December 9th, uh, 5 to 9, we have our annual Old Town Holiday Festival, And uh, that is always a really, really good time. This one is also in conjunction with the December 2nd Saturdays. This happens over at Osuna Memorial Park. They light the tree. There's tons of things going on. Saturday, December 2nd, 5 to 9, 
Old Town Holiday Festival. So let's shift to the uh, interview portion, and we're going to talk a little bit about honey. And I want to start off, Connie, with you, if you don't mind. Kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the honey business. That's, I mean, you, you, you don't, you don't like in eighth grade, you're like, man, I'm going to be a, you know, I'm going to do honey for the rest of my, I'm guessing you didn't, maybe you did, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering how you, how you got your start and how it all came about. Sure. Well, um, it was not something that was actually ever on my radar. Um, so I am from Missouri originally, oh, okay. as is my husband. Um, and uh, I was not raised with beekeepers, but that is how I got into this. My family, they, they rope you into some odd things sometimes. <laughs> See, you know, I was going to ask that. Was this a family thing that you mm -hmm. kind of got drawn into? It sounds like it was. Yes. Um, so growing up, my father was an insurance agent in the Midwest. So a lot of his clients were farmers and uh, they would always say, oh, there's so much money to be made, you know, in beekeeping and honey, wow. probably because they were paying the pollination contracts, I assume. <laughs> um, and, you know, every few years, you, you know, you, you kind of hear your father say, oh, maybe, maybe I should keep bees. And as a child, you don't hear it. And you just go, okay, whatever, yeah, moving like, what's on. What's dad talking about? All exactly. right, let's move on. <laughs> um, so fast forward, I go away to college, moved to Arizona, um, ASU. Woo. Um, oh, go devils. I right? love it. All right. Um, but uh, you call home, check in, everybody alive, everybody doing well. <laughs> and uh, I hear, hey, we got bees. And I was like, why would you do that? Um, <laughs> that doesn't sound like a great decision. Uh, how did this go down? And um, essentially, he uh, was able to trap out some bees from a friend's property, which is difficult to do. I, I, um, that's what I was going to say. Like, hey, he was like, hey, we got bees. You're like, hey, call somebody. That's not a good thing. Exactly. That would be my first reaction. Like, yeah, I don't think you want that, Dad. Exactly. So <laughs> uh, I always tell the story. Um, you you kind of have to bear in mind... Uh, a little chaos in my family, I guess is the best yeah. way to put it. All right. Um, Every good family has yes, it. So there exactly, you go. Exactly. Exactly. So um, my father had been a smoker most of my life um, and he ended up with cancer as happens. Um, so at the time that he was actually trapping out these bees, um, he still had, uh, they had to rebuild his jaw twice oh, from bones and things in his oh. legs. So he still had open wound up top and down below in a leg cast. Wow. Um, he said, yeah, I watched a video and uh, this was pre-Google and, and, and things like that. I was like, where did you get your suit? Um, no idea. But uh, he had uh, basically to trap them out from uh, in between floors uh, from this old property. And uh, he had my mother recruited to help hold the ladder. <laughs> she was afraid of bees. I would. Um, I would. I don't yes. know if I would volunteer to do that. I, uh, she's got more courage than me. I'll tell well, you that. I'm, she, I'm loving this story. It's a great story. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, I'm sucked up into I'm this. I'm scared though for for, for her. <laughs> yes. Uh, it, well, she she did say I did see a bee and I ran behind the chain link fence because in your panic it makes total sense. Right. Like a bee's right? not getting through that. And I was like, you left dad on the ladder. <laughs> yes, I did. I'm not proud of that, but I did. Hey. I'm like, oh my. Um, so kudos to him. It, it, he actually, I can't recall now, but I, I think he was able to trap out five or six different bee colonies. Wow. Um, yeah, because there had been bees at that property probably 30 years. Wow. Easily. Um, wow. That's yeah. crazy. It, that is crazy. And uh, so I was very glad I was unaware of what was yeah. going down until after the fact. I'm with you on um, that. 
because, oh my. <laughs> That's kind of scary. Yes. So fast forward um, many years uh, down the line, we are back in Missouri visiting. Um, and my dad is telling us all about it. Um, at that point, you had to build all your own equipment because shipping was just too much money mm-hmm. to bring in. And um, at that point, my mom had gotten over um, being afraid of bees as well. So uh, they are out in the bee yards all the time. And, and my husband, if you ever get the chance to meet him, he is an entrepreneur. He's always looking, you know, nice. um, he, he's one of those uh, really That's uh, awesome. I, I'm not sure exactly how to put it, but always actively yeah, doing he's, something. He's, he's one right? of those guys where the small business, the, the, the yes. entrepreneurism is in him. And exactly. I know people like that. And I love them because they just, they're go, go, go all the Absolutely. time. Absolutely. All the time. That. So uh, my husband is like, we can do that. And I said, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. That does not sound like a good idea. Uh, but he won. So uh, we bought a farm in Missouri, a state we no longer lived in. And we started with 200 hives. Wow. Which I don't recommend. Um, so is that uh, now in in the beekeeping world? Is that a lot? When you say you don't recommend, is that a lot or is that not it, enough? It depends. It it depends on your level. Okay. So if you are doing backyard beekeeping, kind of just jumping in, dipping your toe in the water, yeah. uh, I recommend starting with one or two hives. Okay. Right, just to kind of learn the knowledge sure. and kind of build that confidence before you expand. Um, if you're more like a commercial beekeeper level, that's nothing. Gotcha. Um, okay. You're, good, you're good running to have that, uh, maybe 20,000 hives. Point of reference. All yeah, right. Good, like good to know. Um, so uh, I was lucky enough at that point, I had two mentors, mom and dad right there right? Uh, to yeah. kind of help. But um, when you have a baby and like a, a one-eyed geriatric dog and you have moved <laughs> to Missouri <laughs> and moved your parents into the house. Um, it's a lot going on in lot. your world. It's a yeah. lot going on in your world. Um, so still very blessed, grateful. Um, I wouldn't be a beekeeper without my husband. Sure. But uh, yeah, I was like, jump in. We're going. Um, <laughs> I'm a, a project manager in another life. So I'm the person that likes to, uh, I, need, I need a chance to analyze. Mm-hmm. Let's do our budget and our timeline. He's like, hey, picking them up tomorrow. Um, you're, you're like, hold yeah. on. I haven't done any analysis yet. Hold exactly. on. I got to get my spreadsheet ready. We there's, we, there's You know no, me. Yes. Yeah. It's like, I know. I know. Like I have a, f- a friend who's like, he's supply chain and management. So he's like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. You can't move that fast. Like for, for exactly. that mind, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. So you guys, you guys have this farm and then um, you come out here later on? Uh, well, uh, we were living in two states. Okay, gotcha. Which sounds super fun, um, but... It's a lot. Yeah, I can um, imagine. With a small child, you'd yes, said, too. So yeah. that's always... It, it pack up all the toys, the wow. clothes, the whole house. Because um, you don't know. Are you there six months? Are you there eight months? And my husband's like, it wasn't that bad. I'm like, eh, I'm pretty sure you weren't packing everything <laughs> up. But um, but yeah, it, it, we, we tried that. And, and there's a reason I don't live in Missouri. It's great to visit, but mm-hmm. it's too cold for me. It, it, it does um, get chilly. It does so, get chilly. So. I'm like, I'm ready to go back to the desert. So Wow. Um, and it's different beekeeping to a certain degree as well. Um, here, we're year-round beekeepers. Oh, okay, um, yeah. Versus colder climates. Yeah, so what happens to bees in the colder climates? Um, well, basically, once it gets too cold, um, there's nothing for them to really forage typically anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, they stay in the hive all winter long. Wow, okay, um, so it's just... They basically hibernate then. I mean, essentially. essentially. Yeah. So, uh, so your goal as a beekeeper is we're going into winter. You're at optimal health. Lots of food to to survive um, wow. this cold season. And I wrap you up nice and, and warm and tight. And, and I hope to see spring. you next year. 
exactly. hopefully. And and yeah. so th- uh, that's a, a background there on Connie and uh, and the and bees. And I don't I would be remiss, Jill, if I didn't give you a chance to introduce yourself. You've been on before, so oh, I think yeah. everybody knows you. But you've been in Peoria and working in Peoria for how long? Oh well, let's just say thirty plus years. Amazing. We're in the plus. Amazing now. career. Yes. And what's really amazing is Jill's twenty nine. So yeah, you just think I about know. that for a second. Right? It's amazing. It that, is amazing what Jill's been able to accomplish. But, so. I mean, but to be fair to your point, I started with Peoria when I was in high school. Well, so yes, it yeah. is a legit like, like early high school, yes, if I remember. Yes, so exactly. Jill is legit. She's she's been in Peoria, knows Peoria very well, and and that's where that that the connection to business, which we're going to yeah. talk about here in just a bit, is so important. And your uh, history here and your knowledge of Peoria is, uh, you know, unmatched as far as uh, the people that I know who work here and then your love for Peoria, it oh, just yeah. goes beyond. So, um, so you, Jill, you know, obviously has been working in Peoria, knows Peoria and has been able to connect and make these connections with uh, companies, businesses like Honey Hive. And Connie, from, from your perspective, I know Honey Hive is is uh, probably still growing, I'm guessing, because you guys seem to be really doing a It's not just beekeeping. You guys do classes. You guys teach about this. So you guys aren't just, hey, we're making honey and we're doing that. You guys are, are spreading the knowledge all over the place, correct? Absolutely, yeah. Um, it, you know, obviously we do classes for backyard beekeeping, but I, I try to do a lot of things like with the libraries and schools um, because... You know, it's almost like a running joke nowadays. A lot of kids are so divorced from any kind of agriculture, Mm -hmm. um, nature. Uh, It's super important for them to kind of understand that connection. So um, I I always try to go out and and share as much knowledge as I can. And you guys do a great job of it. Your displays do that. You you are always willing to explain to people about it. And I love that you you guys do these education classes. Tell me a little bit about if I'm just somebody who's getting into this, who's interested. What what will I learn if I come out and do a class with you? Uh, So I. We're kind of busy, so a little time poor right now. But um, typically, I do an introduction to beekeeping. Okay. Um, it, it's typically about a three-hour class, unless you get me going, and I'll keep you there all day. A lot talking. of questions. Will just go, go, go. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but we we basically break down um, the hive that the bees are in because um, it, it, in beekeeping, it's not a lack of information. Um, if you go out and start googling, like how do I keep bees and and what's important to know, it's a complete overload. Um, of information and a lot of the stuff doesn't apply to us because we're down here in the valley we are year-round beekeepers Um, okay all right so um so we go through high level equipment um and i'm a terrible salesman i'm like you don't need that you don't need that (laughs) you don't need that are you Um, you selling that equipment too because if uh, you are we got to work on that uh, not anymore (laughs) um and then we kind of actually go through the basics of a bee colony, um, wow. the different types of bees, um, their different jobs, um, and, and how long they live and, and things like that. And then we actually suit people up and take them out and get into a live colony and apply the knowledge. Okay. So if I come for the class, I am actually going to get to suit yes. up and I'm going to get out there and kind of get my, my hands dirty, so to speak. Yes. That is really cool. And what a great way to, to, you know, jump, like you said, jump in with both feet and just kind of learn. And, and, uh, so are these classes, how are they have a cost? Are they free? What do you got? How do you, how do people get more information about that? Um, if they go to honeyhivefarms.com, um, there is a charge uh, yeah, for my that's time, okay. no, but, that's um, for kids it's 65, okay. um, for adults it's a hundred. Okay. Um, or if you catch me, you know, a lot of times we do stuff at the libraries. Um, we do uh, <laughs> observation hives. 
So oh, okay. we'll actually pull a, a component from uh, a beehive and, and display it so people can see them up close without the possibility of getting stung. And I've seen it, and it's amazing. And Thank bees you. are amazing. Yes. I mean, I, I think that's what people don't understand. And I do have a fear of bees personally. Um, I, I, fear is probably not the right word, but I don't want to get stung, right? None of us want to get stung. So there is that initial fear that I think a lot of people have with anything sure. that can bite. Um, but then when you see them close up and you see how they work and just the the, the sheer magnitude of what bees can do, it, it kind of is mind-blowing. It, it, oddly enough, it is super relaxing. And, and I mean, not when you're running 200 hives. When I was going to say, yeah, the work but, part of it, no. But. Um, <laughs> just having a hive or two in the backyard, it it. it it has this sense of peace, and um, it, it's it's actually really cool. So, now, I, granted, I'm a beekeeper. Well, so, no, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> I, I got to ask: Do you look at these bees as your pets? As as it's a business for you, but you yes. have a connection to them, yes. right? I mean, um, you are taking care of them. Absolutely. In a sense. Uh, and, and I will tell you, every beekeeper does it a little differently. Um, the way that I manage bees versus my husband slightly different. Okay. Um, which is why we keep separate bee yards. Oh, right? really? That's really um, interesting. Yes, because we want to stay married, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> Love it. He's a great beekeeper. Love we just it. have a different way of doing it. So um, the way that I teach it and kind of my uh, philosophy on the whole matter is I try to stay as close to nature as I can while still actively managing them. But I watch them very, very closely here. Um, and this summer was brutal. Uh, oh, for I beekeeping. Bet. Yeah. I bet. Um, ran myself ragged just trying to keep them going. I'm like, we can do this. We're almost done. We're almost wow. done. So um, it was a lot of, it's, it's the first year I actually had to feed pollen back to my bees. Um, I try not to supplement feed. I, I prefer them to go out and do sure. it. Sure. But yeah, uh, it, they needed a little assistance. Well, so. this summer was brutal for everybody, Absolutely. so I can only imagine. <laughs> so weather-wise, because obviously summer's brutal, um, mm -hmm. trying to keep the beehives going. We know winter now, they, they're basically hibernating. What is the ideal temperature kind of climate for a bee to be active all? Um, it, you know, actually, down here in the valley, they're not doing that hibernation and air quotes um it, it's basically um bees like their houses about 95 96 degrees oh okay um, year okay. round so um it, you might it, it doesn't get that cold down here you might have a, a couple hours where they're staying inside but typically it year round they year are round. out foraging so doing the things, hot so. The, the real hot bothers them but the hot hot you know the 95 to 105 isn't they yeah. don't mind it. Um, it typically they're they're good up till you reach about 113 anything higher than that um there it, it's kind of just too hot to forage so they're like humans um, like yeah. one, yeah. when it gets to 110 you can feel it right as humans we're like especially in arizona you're like 105 107 you're like eh, all right yeah. i can do my job you get to 113 you're kind of like I, i'm in trouble <laughs> yeah right so bees are kind of like humans in and, that. and this might blow your mind they actually will take water droplets and distribute it throughout their colony to fan with their wings like evaporative cooling i cool love that down. They're so smart. They are so smart. And that's yeah. where I think, like for me, the education classes, just to see the intricacies of how they operate on a daily basis is fascinating well, to me. I, I want to I take one of her classes. I have to tell you, I, it's one of my, my, on my bucket list. You're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> I have to tell you, I have a grandson. I don't know how old they have to be to take a B class. Um, well, it, so little kids tend to lean 
Mm-hmm. Um, I have cute little bee suits <laughs> for like age four. Okay. Um, typically I do it more for the schools and, and the libraries and stuff. I let them trade on, but then I do the observation hive. Um, but typically as long as they're like six years and up. Okay. He's um, eight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I refer to him as farmer Luke because like <laughs> I, I'm always out when I'm out in the garden, in the backyard and everything. He's, he's right under me. He's right there with oh, me. Yeah. Ever since he was knee high to grasshopper. <laughs> what you doing, Mima? What you doing? So he would love to take Anytime. it. I just know you it. you got to get him I, out there. That would be it's, great. It sounds, it's just fascinating to me. And again, uh, yes. while I do have that, that initial fear, and I know I do, spiders too, um, I'm always, I'm not fascinated by spiders at all, but I am super fascinated by bees Same. and how they operate. And it's probably second nature to you to go out and kind of do the, the beekeeping. But do you ever find there's something new that you learn when you're out and about? Is there, Absolutely. is there a day where you're like, Wow. Either you forgot about it or you've never seen it or things like that that happen. Yes. Um, so honeybees are the most studied creature ever. Um, but there's there's still a big mystery. There's a lot that we don't fully understand. Um, and I probably shouldn't admit this, but I will on the podcast. <laughs> That's when right. I first started, the level of knowledge that I had was, I don't know, they're bugs that make honey. <laughs> Uh, and they sting. <laughs> that, that's how I right? see them, yeah. right? That's what I see. Insects um, that make honey. In, productive insects is how exactly. I see them. Right. Uh, and, and so, of course, learning from mom and dad, it, you you gain that, that basic knowledge. And, and you're doing it for 10 years. And you're like, ah, there's nothing else to learn, right? Um, but then I went ahead and in University of Montana has a, a master certification program. Wow. And um, my husband's like, well, why bother? And I was like, well, it's kind of for that one person that's like, you don't know what you're talking about. I can whip out that piece of paper and say, well. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, yes, this I paper do. says I do, right? Uh, but I, it, it was a great experience for me um, because I actually learned so much. They're like some of the top researchers, right? So, uh, and it's kind of old school where you have a journeyman and then... Um, or excuse me, apprentice, journeyman, master. Yeah. Um, but they were doing so many things that I'm like, I've got college degrees, but talk to me like I'm a child. I can't make it make sure. sense in my brain. Uh, back in the day, they were using the RFID technology um, to track bees. And I was wow. like, wait, so like the, the theft thing for your wallet? <laughs> <laughs> um, so so it, if you ever have a chance, shout out to them. They, they are amazing. There, there was just so much more to learn. Flight and reproduction wasn't right. really even on my radar, but it's fascinating. It, it fascinates um, me too. And the way that they operate, it's just amazing. Uh, and their productiveness. Yeah. And, and what they, and they don't, they don't, they, from my understanding, they don't stop. They just, it's just, it's a constant, it's constant, going. which yeah. is crazy. Uh, so Joe, I want to mm-hmm. shift over to you real quick. And I want to, you know, you went out and you've made a lot of connections in the community over the years. And talk about the importance of making a connection with a a business and a company and the educational aspect that Honey Hive brings to the table. How important that is is that for cities and specifically our libraries? Well, um, just in case anyone's listening doesn't know, I'm Jill Thompson. I'm the, bran- I'm the bran- branch supervisor so you, yeah, you over here at the main library. Um, so I kind of oversee this location here for our community in, in this area of Peoria. And I think the relationship we've had with Honey Hives Farms goes back years now. Mm-hmm. I can't even count how long. It's been years. It, it's been a quite a long time. A very long time. And I think 
you know, of course, everybody, when you talk about a public library, you talk about the importance of literacy from zero to 99 plus, um, engaging with children, youth, teens, adults, and, you know, trying to spread information and um, knowledge and just skills as well. And so when we uh, do surveys and we ask our community, what do you need? What do you want from us? Um, we get that feedback back and we realize that people, they, you know, they want to learn things. They want to know more they want to be interactive not everything is okay on the computer screen you know they want to engage and so that's what's great about collaboration it's really super important to us Um, honey hives farms is a a supreme example of that they've come in they've done classes for our community for free Um, of course they bring their great honey as well and they have uh, the bee displays which in turn gets the family interested and next thing you know they're checking out books very much learning and jumping online and so it's just this uh, domino effect it's very contagious and it's 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 a very joyful that the library can be that cornerstone or that foundation of the community that helps everybody from nonprofits to businesses and to people who want to start out a business and entrepreneurship right and to get information so and and again having that relationship with uh, somebody who's so willing and open to do the education as you are Connie I think that's a huge part of what libraries are about and finding those community partners that say yeah we do this for a living but we want to share the knowledge and not just hold on to it for ourselves and I think that's amazing and I appreciate that you love to do that is that something that's um, just innate in you or did you kind of start to do that as you learned more about the the Mm. beekeeping business I I think it comes down to kind of the way you were raised yeah you know Um, my parents have always been very giving of themselves so um, yeah continue it on you so know you put good out there yep. you get good back that's awesome um, yeah and, and there, i will admit there's a little bit of selfishness to it um yeah. to be fully honest because by educating especially like the next generations it makes my life as a beekeeper a little bit easier if they're not quite as afraid yeah, yeah. no that's a great point it's it's amazing and jill i know for you having the the community partnerships is huge uh, you know having the small business connections are are huge um, and then having that educational component, as you talked about, is it's a really big deal. It's a it's a huge deal, and I'm just I'm, I just I'm always amazed by uh, the outpouring of support from organizations like yourself and businesses like yourself, the people who are really giving. We we don't realize in what we have sometimes. Agreed. Like there's a lot of businesses that give, and they're like, yeah, we'll come do a financial program at your library and help people, or we'll come share knowledge about bees and honey and how it's made and that is never to be underrated like you know here in Peoria we're game we're always game so if anybody's got any ideas (laughs) reach out and Jill's always looking for that and that's one of the things I love about you Jill is that you're always looking for that partnership yeah well and bottom line is we are here to impact our community and make a difference for the citizens of Peoria that that is yeah that's the bottom line that's the bottom line how can we help people help themselves and improve the quality of their lives um what do they need and so we always go back to our mission and our values here at the library and that includes our community which is all our businesses and nonprofits as well as individual citizens so and we are lucky you you are right we are lucky to have uh the connie moores of the world who are willing to come in and say yeah here i'll help out i'll do this i'll put a display up um i'll partner with you i'll be at this event and and I mm-hmm. think, you know, Connie, I appreciate that. And thank you for being a part of our Peoria libraries and continuing to educate and, and uh, you know, be a partner with us. We really appreciate that. 
I appreciate you guys including <laughs> me. It's kind of fun. Well, it well, is fun. Well, you know, I do have to touch on like, I never realized there were so many different flavors of honey. Like, yeah, I don't right? know if you, like, if you oh, got I, dabbled I looked in at it. I was looking today and, and yesterday. I'm like, I, I mean, I love honey, but I'm a pretty basic honey guy. Like, put the honey in my tea. Yeah. I'm good to go. But you're right. There's tons of different. And do you guys add all that later? That's a good question. Do you like, how does that all work? No. Well, I, you could, but um, our company, basically, it's where the beehives are located. Oh. It's the different plants, um, that Who the different knew? pollens yeah. that produce different colors, different flavors. Um, there's not a whole lot of variance in color in, in Arizona. They're, they're pretty close. Um, but honey ranges from almost like a clear to almost a dark purple and everything oh, in between. Okay. It's um, amazing to it me. Is. Every time my family buys honey from you guys, we're all like, let's get something different this time and see what this one tastes like. Yeah. Well, I know? will tell you, I do let people taste uh, local honey varieties in B classes. So there, so. that's <laughs> worth it right there. Yeah, I'm telling you. Get get to a B class because you get to taste the, the different types of honey. And uh, and we didn't get a chance to, and we're, we're, we're almost out of time, so we're not going to have a chance. So I, I do want to have you back, but, but uh, there's a whole bunch of health reasons to mm -hmm. eat honey and you guys on your website have a really really good website that talks about the health benefits i had no idea that you know it helps regulate blood sugar that it can help with you know heart disease there's all these benefits that go along with it that we didn't even get a chance to touch on so there are huge benefits to to, to honey absolutely do you eat um, it just like as honey or do you put it in yes stuff? uh but i like it in coffee as well coffee uh it's delicious i've never done dangerously that delicious uh-oh i'm gonna have to try that now i've, I've only <laughs> do it in tea <laughs> i did bring honey for you today i appreciate that yeah. no, he, no more no more sugar nathaniel oh i'm telling Just replacing you placing it with honey yeah because <laughs> it's got so many benefits and and uh i'm just learning that i didn't realize that um any more information where people can go uh, outside of the website is there any uh, any other uh, information you want to give out where people can contact you um all i was going to say is my husband does do a farmer's market on oh, saturdays okay. uh i believe from 10 to 1 uh, what address uh, would be off of 83rd Avenue uh, in Acoma Drive. In Acoma Drive. Okay, in Peoria. So 83rd yeah. and Acoma every, every Saturday, you said? Yes. Uh, make your way over there if you want to get with Honey Hive. Also, you can go to the website, honeyhivefarms.com. There's tons of information on there. You can learn about the classes. Uh, you can learn about the health benefits, and you can order honey that is shipped. Mm -hmm. But uh, definitely check out the website because it's a, it's a very uh, good website for knowledge and being able to order the honey is really easy. So check out the website. All right. I want to thank Connie. Thank you so much for coming on and thank sharing all this information. Uh, yeah. I do want to have you back, like I said, because I think this is more than just talking about honey. There's so many layers of this and, and how you guys are a huge part of Peoria's community and what you do for the community. So thank you for that as well. Yeah, appreciate it. Anytime. Awesome. And Jill, as always, thanks for coming back on. I no think problem. this is like your fourth or fifth time coming on. So we'll keep yeah. bringing you on. You always bring good knowledge and and, and you always bring, uh, bring a lot of energy. So I appreciate it. No problem. All right cool well again my thanks to connie and jill for joining me today on the podcast to talk a little bit about honey as always make sure you're getting out to the events that are going on uh tons of great things coming up as the weather changes and if you want more information honeyhivefarms.com make sure you go there and check it out as always until next time this is what's up peoria well, it's a darn good life, and it's kind of funny how the Lord made the bee, and the bee made the honey, and the honeybee looking for a home, and they call it a honeycomb, and they...